Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am still the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the heartbeat of Giants Nation, the beat writer, the conscience of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, before we get started, I want to give a shout out and a thank you to the Media Captain for sponsoring our podcast. The Media Captain offers web design and digital marketing services for small and medium-sized businesses. The owner of the Media Captain, Jason Parks, is a big-time Giants fan and would love to help your business grow its online presence. Visit TheMediaCaptain.com for more information. Once again, that's TheMediaCaptain.com. Twitter account, at TheMediaCaptain. So, buddy, before we get started, um, I, I, my, my hope or wish is that sometime since 4 p.m. yesterday and right now, um, that, that John Mara, the owner of the Giants, called in Pat Shermer, and Dave Gettleman into his office today and asked them, guys, what the expletive you want is going on right now? Because we've all been in lockstep with what Gettleman's done for the most part, right? Meaning you and me, and, and I would say a lot of the fan base, and there's been, been a lot of questions, and I get it. But you trade Odell, you draft Dexter Lawrence at 17 when other guys were there, you went with Daniel Jones. Okay, fine. It's, you know, you're doing it your way. But what we're seeing right now is a team that's worse than last year, and I even think worse than 2017. And, and if you don't know, MetLife is a very expensive stadium to go to, right? These fans right. are paying a lot of money. Chris, I don't know what I'm seeing right now. And, you know, this, this starts and ends with Gettleman and Sherman. And Maris to blame, too. I get it. But the general manager and coach have this team playing some of the worst football I've ever seen in my life, buddy. And I hope I'm not overstating that. And, pal, the floor is yours. And while Mara is at it, he might want to tell Sherman, bring that coordinate, defensive coordinator up over here, too. Yeah, good point. Because I want to talk to him. So I'm going to start off with the defense, Jerry. All right? Yep. Um, I got to ask you this question. If I have to ask you, Jerry Foley, can you give me the identity of the Giants' defense? Can you tell me what they're trying to do? Or what? I have no you... clue what they're doing, buddy. I, I, don't, okay. I have no idea. Okay. Because I got to be honest with you. I have no clue myself. What kind of identity is this defense? Are they a four-man rush? Are they a single high? Are they, are they a two-zone? What is the identity Chris, all I know is defense? we drafted a lot of corners, and some of them don't even play. But go ahead. Right. Right. Which we'll get into later on, too. Yep. Okay? Betcha, I put on Twitter yesterday that I have a fear that Betcha is a star coach. And pe- I'm sure people, a lot of people are like, what's this buffoon Chris, Chris talk about, a star coach? <laughs> right? Okay, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. When he was in Arizona, he had Chandler Jones, Dion Buchanan, the Honey Badger. He had Patrick Peterson taking away half the field. Yeah. He had Marcus Golden one year with 12 and a half sacks. He had Calais Campbell. Okay? So those are right there were like five impact players on the field for him. Yeah. Okay? So if he came with these ridiculous play calling from the sideline, okay, those guys can make up for a lot of mistakes. All right? Here, what he's doing is... They're not making up for the mistakes. These guys don't know what's going on in the back end. What you saw yesterday with DeAndre Baker, where he was covering the vertical, Beasley, broke off from Beasley, 
and then covered the guy in the seam, which I've never seen before. Right, Jerry? I don't think I've ever seen this before. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you and Banks said it because I've never seen a guy. I've never saw a cornerback leave his guy and go to the center of the field. I've never seen that before. Right. Leaves Beasley wide open the vertical for a 51-yard gain. Yep. Okay. What I'm in the booth yesterday. What does that tell you? That tells you DeAndre Baker is thinking too much. He's overloaded. He's he's not reacting. He's not playing free and fast. Okay? I talked to DeAndre after the game. First it was with the cameras. I asked him a question, blah, blah, blah. Everybody gets away. I get him by myself. <laughs> ask him, DeAndre. Is there too much thinking? Is there too much on your plate? Do you feel it just too? He looks at me and goes, well, at times, yeah. But is this the NFL? There's no excuses. He's not making excuses. Right. And he, and, he, and he could be. The point I'm making is it's too much for some of these guys. It seems like Betch is putting his system in, and he doesn't care. Either you learn it or you don't, but I'm going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And, and that really is the worst way to coach. I mean, you always say this, man. Belichick, <clears> and, I, and I hate making the comparison because you really can't compare anyone to him, but Belichick coaches what he has and puts a system in that's going to make those guys successful. This square peg round hole shit just does not work. It's never worked with us. You have to put a system in that's going to be successful for the players. Yep. Okay. What you did in Arizona when you have all these impact guys is not working here. Now, is it all on Betcha? No. But you have to obviously simplify simplify what's going on on the field. This is two weeks now. It wasn't as bad as the Dallas game, but a lot of miscommunication going on. I see it, Jerry. I'm up in a booth and I see every play. Betcha's pointing to this guy. That guy, uh, excuse me, Bethea is pointing to this guy. That jackrabbit's pointing over there. Like, guys don't know where to line up. Yeah, it's uh, it's pathetic It's what it is, bud. You, you're watching this game and you see what I think is we thought was going to be a strength to this team, the most, the most talented part of the defense at least. And guys are running free. There's crisscrossing going on. You have no idea. It looks like the guys have no idea what they're doing. And, and we still see the same old, same old. And it's one thing to do that against Dallas and say, okay, uh, Baker hadn't played in a while. Um, you know, he played at the Jet game, and then he was hurt, and it's Dallas, right? Dallas is a superior team. The, the Bills' offense should not be doing this, and Cole Beasley, of all people, has to be open like that. Uh, it's just it's sickening to watch. And then on top of it, uh, you know, Julian Love and, and Corey Ballantyne aren't even in the game. Another prime example, miscommunication, right, Jerry? Yep. The Isaiah McKenzie reception. He does a deep cross, right? Yep. He's wide open. Wide open. Josh Allen hits him easy. The Bills have 260 yards of offense in the first half. Right. What are we talking about here? Chris, there's another aspect to this I wanted to ask you because I, I don't know if the kid's doing it on his own or if he's being instructed to. Why is DeAndre Baker, and you said it, so I'm, I'm taking this from you as well, a press corner, the best press corner in college. Why are we mm-hmm. drafted him? Why is he playing 10 to 15 yards off the guy? Is it confidence or is he being told? Uh, no, no, that's the way he's. That's the way he's being told. Holy no, no, crap. because because there's so many. There was so many. That's so many. But there was plays yesterday where everybody, everybody else, Grant Haley, Janoris, they were man press, and then DeAndre was ten yards back. Oh my god, that is. So that is it makes. Ridiculous. I mean, this obviously has to be part of the scheme. Now I understand. Listen, it's no excuse. You come out of college, you're a number one pick. 
if you if that was your thing in college, fine. But that doesn't mean you can't drop back and play a little zone too in the NFL. You, yeah. you should be able to play both. Right. But why not? You know, why not play to his strength? Right. The point being, Jerry Besha has to scale his defense down. He has to simplify a lot of things. Okay. And another thing, DeAndre Baker. Really struggling yesterday. The kid's not playing fast. He's thinking too much. I, I know where you're going with this, and you're right. Go ahead. He was making, you know, he was really looking bad. Could you tell me why they kept that kid out there yesterday? Uh, you know, th- this is the thing that, and I'll talk about this later. It seems like they know they did something wrong the first game. So what they do the second game? They kept him out there the entire time no matter what. Like, like to make a point, yeah, right? Guys, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, if like, the kid is struggling, take him out for a, a series or two. What, Jerry, <laughs> what is wrong? The kid was getting destroyed. I felt bad for him, Jerry. I did too. I actually got to know Baker a little bit. And he's, a sh- he's like a shy kid. He's not He's not a kid of many words. Right. Okay? I felt bad for him, dude. And I felt bad. Like, on Twitter, and everyone's it, killing him. And it's like, guys, yeah. th- first off, it's a rookie. Second, it's obviously a scheme issue. Like, Stop calling him a bust after two weeks, please. Oh, please stop. Okay, it's so much nonsense on Twitter. So, so, uh, so. All right, but the point I'm making is, at what point does somebody say, "Get this"? How does Sherman not tell Betsy James, "Get this guy out of there for a few"? Get him out. Get somebody. I don't care if it's the ball boy. Get somebody else. This kid's got to clear his head. Yeah. Do they not see this on the field once again, Jerry? When I talk about. In-game management with Pat Sharma. How could he not look at this kid and say, get him out of there for a few series? This kid's got to clear his head. Right? Yeah. I mean, so- oh, is he, like you just said, is he making a point of, well, you know what? Chris Bisignano, Johnny Sutton, wants to break my chops on the question. <laughs> Watch this. I'll play Baker 65 snaps. and I don't care how many times he gets I'll beat. I'll show them. I'll show that, buffoon. Right? Oh, that's hilarious. But guess what? When people look at this game and see the film and, and around the league and see what's going on, they're not calling me a buffoon, Coach Sherman. They're calling you a buffoon. I'm surprised Coach Twitter followers didn't say that. Like, nice job, Chris. <laughs> right. And Coach Betcha, they're calling him a buffoon for keeping him in the game. So you brought him up, and we were going to get to him eventually. Do you want to delve into Pat Shermer now, or do you still want to stay with the defense? Uh, get up. Uh, Let's, let's, let's get a little more defense. Okay, okay, it's fine. Just, yeah. Let's get a defense. All right. Janoris Jenkins. Oh. Now, he makes a comment after the game. He was fu- – Janoris, I was right there, yeah. Jerry. Yep. Janoris was really pissed. Yep. And sometimes, folks, when an athlete loses a tough game – oh, it wasn't really a tough game. They got whipped. But when they lose a game and they're frustrated, they'll say some things that if you got them two hours later, they're not going to say. Right. So they asked Janoris about this, and Janoris was getting pissed. He yeah. was he's getting pissed off at the losing, and he knows deep down inside he didn't play that good. Okay, every 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 athlete knows how they played on the field. Right. Okay, and he came out and said, "Well, you know what? We need a pass rush. I don't know what they're doing up front. Whatever he said, blah 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 blah." Now Janoris was targeted seven times. He gave up seven receptions. He's been targeted twelve times in two games and has given up nine receptions. Yeah, he's not playing well. Now I understand. I understand some of that is, yeah, Josh Allen's looking left, right. You know, last week, Dak, forget about Dak last week, right? Oh, God. I I get that. But it wasn't all that, too. He was also giving up plays when Josh Allen had to get rid of the ball, right? Right. Uh, He also gave up what we we call a plaster play. Josh Allen's rolling out of pocket. 
your first responsibility is to find your nearest receiver, or if you're still covering the guy you're originally covering, you got to plaster him up. As soon as the quarterback scrambles out, what happened yesterday in a big third down play, Allen scrambles right, boom, hits, uh, I think it was John Brown again, in front of Janoris. So he's not playing well, Jerry. Okay? Yep. Now, I, I, you know, when he said that, Chris, I just thought, the first thing I thought was, hey, hey, Janoris, you gave up some completions within two seconds. Don't give me this 10-second crap. Because right. that was a little disingenuous. I know he's aggravated, and mm-hmm. he's mad, and he's right about no pass rush, but uh, come on, kid. Come on. Well, Jerry, they had a pass rush yesterday. It wasn't a consistent. Right. But they did, they did get the Allen six to, uh, three times. They hit him six more. Yeah. Uh, so they did. Have six quarterback hits. At three. I understand it's not a consistent. This isn't the 85 Bears pass rush. I know that. Mm. But it wasn't like it was non-existent like the week before, Jerry. Right. Okay? Which, so which makes what? his comment a little, well, whatever. Listen, Sherman talked to him about it today. Sherman wasn't happy with the comment. He likes to keep everything in-house. He doesn't like to make excuses. And you know what, Jerry? i tell you what. Janoris Jenkins, he's a good dude, man. He'll yeah. answer every one of your questions. Trust me. I'm around him all the time. Yeah. You know? And he was. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna give him a pass in this Jerry because he was really upset after the game yesterday, yeah. which I do want. I want that for my football players, right? right. And I'm sure Janoris, if you asked him that this morning, wouldn't give you that same answer, yep. because guys were going at him about you know why guys wide open, you're giving up plays, and he was like, anybody get a touchdown? No, you know, but that doesn't really. I understand that too, Janoris, but they're also getting huge chunks of yards on the field, right? Yep. <laughs> so. Um, so I'm going to give him a little pass because, you know, sometimes you get athletes after games, they're going to give you some frustrating answers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Baker has to come out of the game. This is what I mean about in game. Okay. Sherman's got to take charge. You're not just in charge of the offense. You got to tell Betcha, get him out of there. I don't care if it's Corey Ballantyne. I don't care if it's Julian Love. You know, get these guys, get somebody else in there a series or two, Jerry. I mean, that, that's the disturbing part, man. I don't see any communication on the sidelines like that. And I know they only show him a few, you know, they don't show him all the time, but I'm just not seeing him yelling at Betcher or saying or making any type of suggestion like that. I just see a very confused look on his face, man. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like a coach that's just involved on one side of the ball. Oh. And it seems like that's what Sherman's doing. Um, Betcher, you know, uh, Betcher's just. He's not looking good right now. The seat's getting warm. I don't care what you say. Well, they brought in they brought in a consultant last year, right at the end of the year. Yeah, right I didn't quite get that. Well, yeah, I mean that? that that tells you they weren't too confident last year. Right. Uh, you know, Sherman's got to understand something. You know, in this league, it's a production business. Don't be too loyal because what happens when you're too loyal to a guy, you both go down and you're both unemployed. Yep. Okay. These losses are piling up on Sherman's record and his resume. And his defensive coordinator defense is getting worse and worse. Yep. Now, they played pretty good against the run against Dallas. They did not play good against the run yesterday. Forget about covering guys in the back end. Now, like I said, like there was two kids yesterday didn't play a snap. Corey Ballantyne and for the second game in a row, Julian Love. So, so, you know, you you say, okay, all right. Julian Love was up and down in preseason. He struggled a lot. Corey Ballantyne played pretty decent. Now, I, I don't get it, Jerry. Like, no. how do you not bring in Corey for one series to get Baker out of there and give him a blow? I have no idea. None. Like you said, you're going to leave Baker in for 65 snaps and not play Corey Ballantyne. That, that's just stupid. It, it's like, and you just knew they were going to come out and give the ball to Barkley every play the first series. Like, even in the first series, they, like, you know, you run the ball with success. Second series, they, they ran it on first down, and then they started winging it. Like, like, 
Why don't you just keep doing it till they stop it? Jay? Yeah, Bob Papa asked the same question in the post game. He said, Did he? "Yeah, he said I don't understand this. Barkley runs down the field. You run the ball four times, you get in the end zone. One was an end around to Fowler, which I thought was right. a good play. And then the second series, you know, you, you, you get away from it. It just doesn't make any sense. S- keep doing it until they stop you. That's that's so easy. I don't understand. I don't understand any coach that does that when you start out thinking yourself. Uh, now, a kid I thought played well yesterday, but only played thirty-seven snaps out of the seventy. I think it was was Dexter Lawrence." Yeah, he had three pressures. He he got he chased Allen out of the pocket, but Allen's just too quick. All right, I thought he played pretty decent yesterday. He's going to be remembered for that personal foul. That's it. And, and that wasn't even a personal foul. I know mean, it was a bad call. whatever. It was a bad call. I, 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 one of the thousand bad calls in the NFL yesterday, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's a whole other subject. So, do I want to see Lawrence get over forty, like fifty snaps? Could we please do that? You know, I mean, the kid was kind of he was kind of destructive yesterday, right, Jerry? He played pretty well. Now, looking at the defense, we'll stay on the defense a little bit, then we'll go to the offense, okay? Yes. Outside zone runs. The kid oh. Singletary, huge chunks yesterday. No containment. Right? The Josh Allen structured run for the touchdown. So what's going on, Chris? All right, I'll tell you what's going on. Lorenzo Carter, Marcus Golden, and the X-Man, they were getting ringed up on the outside. They were getting sealed up. They're not getting off blocks. Okay? Mm. They're not getting off blocks on the edge. Jabril Peppis, oh. not getting... I'm sorry, Jerry? Oh, the, the one run, the, the one where he just was pushed all the way down the field. I mean, at that point, when he was being thrown down the field, he should have just dropped to his knees or something. Just just stop. Because then he got in DeAndre Baker's way on the one run. I forget. I think it made it 21, right. I think. 21-7. Right. He looked yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, Peppis, look... Peppers has not make Peppers is making you miss Landon Collins. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Who, by the way, had 12 tackles yesterday for the Redskins. Actually played pretty decent. I actually looked at that. Jay. I know we talked about it early. Okay, yeah. but um, how was he in he's, coverage? He's making. Any idea? Yeah. He. Uh, he uh, yeah. Well. Uh, he's right now. He's like six or eight, something like that, in coverage. Okay. Right. But 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 here's the thing, Jerry. Here's the thing. It's not like Peppers has been a big run stopper like Landon was. Yeah. Right. Yep. So I understand. Now I'm not. I'm not saying we should have kept Landon for 14 million tag. No, I'm not either. saying that. Me neither. All I'm saying is that you know I've been saying I don't think you're going to look at these games with Peppers and say, "Oh, wow, I really miss Landon." Well, guess what, Jerry? After two games, I miss Landon. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. Now this is very early in the ball game. It's only two games. I'm not saying Peppers can't improve, but right now Peppers has not been good. Yeah. For the Giants, has not been good. Okay, he's no Landon Collins right now. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, Jerry, do you agree with me no, or no? No, 100%, I guess. When, when you trade for a guy like that, I, and my memory of him was they called him the Swiss Army Knife coming out of Michigan, and you just thought, well, he's with the Browns, so how good, how good could he be, right? And then towards the end of last year, he actually started playing well the last eight games. Yeah, he did. You figure yeah. you get a kid on the rise who's happy to come home. He's 23 years old. He's faster than Landon Collins, looks like him in practice, hits hard, and then the, last two, the first two games you just saw, you're, you're just thinking – uh, he can't do anything. He's not doing right. anything right. Coverage now, against the run just looks terrible. Right. Now, it's only two games, right. Sherry. Yeah, right? It's right. a new system. It's all that. So it's only two games. I'm not giving up a Javel Peppers, all that crap. So, you know, everybody likes to take things and they twist it around. Oh, you know, this and that. Oh, what do you mean? I thought you said you don't want Collins. I didn't want Collins at $14 million, And I stick with that. Yeah, all I'm saying, yep. all I'm saying is that 
I miss Landon Collins. Collins is a better player right now. No question about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, the three sacks yesterday. At times, you know, Allen got out of some other ones. They didn't force any turnovers, though, right? Allen was a turnover. He he's a turnover machine, basically, in his first. Uh, Unless it's against us, because yesterday right. he was he was incredibly accurate too. Uh, uh, well, yeah, he was accurate on some throws. Some on other the, throws, I could have hit those guys. Some well, of those on guys. the run, he was accurate a couple right. times. I just right, very accurate on me. the run. Made some beautiful throws on the run yesterday, right? Yep. Um, okay, so betcha, Jerry, if he doesn't start changing this around, if, if these guys don't start getting on the same page, if this defense continues to regress, Jerry, James Betcha has to go. His yeah, services yeah, soon. <laughs> his services will no longer be required here yeah I, okay. I i mean i'm getting we're getting twitter followers saying i miss perry fuel and i don't disagree with them that's insane to me because i didn't think it could get worse than perry fuel and right now james betcher is worse okay let's go on the offensive side of the ball you ready oh am i pat Shermer, two games in a row two first drives look everything looks great and why is that and, and he because he, he scripted out there the uh, plays well yep now Here's the thing. Your first 15 plays you script, the Giants go down the field against a good Dallas defense. They go down the field against a good Buffalo defense. Guess what happens between the first and second series, bud? Adjustments. They make adjustments. Yay. Some coaches do it, Chris. He gets creative with the little end around and Benny Fowler. That's the last creative play of the game. Yep. Right? So like the Minnesota game when he was the coordinator of the Vikings, when they played the Eagles, Jerry, in 2017. Yep, yep. Do you remember when Case Keenan and the Vikings were right down the field oh, the first yeah. drive? Oh, my God. a good God. day. Yeah. They didn't do a damn thing afterwards. So he's a great first drive script coach, and he's not making adjustments after that. The offense has stalled two games in a row after the first drive. Uh, did it, now, you're going to say, did he get away from Saquon? Not really. There was sometimes he could have gave it to Saquon. I was like, why are we not giving the ball to Saquon yet? But he basically, you know, it wasn't like he got away from Saquon totally. Okay. No, but it's just that second drive where you had such momentum. Second keep, drive, right. Keep giving it to him. See what happens. You know, keep riding him until. Right. And by the way, I I think I don't know. Was it you said it before? Second, maybe you said it earlier. When yeah, it's I second it and eight, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you have to throw the ball. <laughs> right. Give it right. to the best running back in the league. Jerry, <laughs> about two or three. They're so predictable, right? About two or three times, Jerry. Yeah. Yesterday, when it was second and long, like seven, eight. Or nine, whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah. The ball snapped, right, Jerry? Yep. And I see Tremaine, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, yeah. and Matt Milano drop into coverage immediately. Yep. And I'm saying to myself, you know what, Coach Shermer, it's okay to run the ball on second and eight, too, buddy. Yeah. Especially when you have that weapon behind Eli, the best player on the team. Maybe the best offensive player in the league. Yeah. Right. Yep. So mix it up. It's okay. Jerry, listen to me. Listen, it's okay to run the ball on third and four. Give it a shot, Jerry. There's nothing in the rule book says you can't run on third and four, bud. With a with a, an improved offensive line and the best right. running back in football. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a we got passing down. Now, in all fairness to Eli, not a, not a lot of separation. Maybe at times, you know, you're dealing with second – Third string receivers. TJ Jones, I thought, played well. Evan Ingram, um, he comes up short of the sticks on a route. Can't happen. Eli misses him earlier, oh. overthrows him. 
Okay. That, that could have been a big game. Was it all Eli? No, of course not. Eli threw some balls in tight windows yesterday, Jerry. Threw some balls in tight windows. Okay. But the bottom line is this, my friend. Uh, they got 10 points and 14 points, and he's not getting them in the end zone enough. Yeah, and that's and, the job of the quarterback. Yeah, and you and you get the mind-numbing, you know, deflection interception. You get a missing Ingram and Latimer early mm-hmm. on after that mm-hmm. drive. We, you know, it's seven nothing. Then we stop them. Which oh, actually we could have had a turnover, but they blew the whistle. But we still get the ball back. Right. And he misses Ingram. Then he misses Latimer. Punt. And it just seems like there's no consistency with him. And we continue to roll him out, which I don't understand what we're doing with that. Now. We, we, we roll them out and shrink right. the field. It makes no sense to me. Um, because Sherman loves that aspect of the play calling, and you just don't have the quarterback to do it. Right, right. You kind of get the feeling that you're going to see like eight times when Jones gets in there. Yeah, right, right. The zone reads. This is why, Jerry, this is what I think Sherman wants to do. He wants the zone reads. He wants the RPOs. He wants the boots right, boot left, all that crap. Can't do it with Eli. You know, you're not fooling anybody with a zone read with Eli. Then it begs the question, what, okay. are we do- what are we doing? So now we get on to today, right? Yep. I, I didn't mean to lead into that, but I guess it did, right? Oh, you did it perfectly. <laughs> okay, so obviously Pat Shermer, uh, yesterday at the presser after the game, uh, somebody asked him right away, Shermer says we got to look at things. Uh, somebody asked him about how Eli played, and he was like, well, basically like the whole team. Yeah, and basically, by the way, it's, he said it's not something to discuss right now, and everybody ran with that as he's not making a change. And I thought to myself – no, 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 no. He doesn't want to talk about it at a press conference right now. Right. This will be discussed this week. Well, and then, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, but go ahead. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. He, he let it. I thought his message was, no, this is going to be discussed, just not right today. Exactly. That was his message. Right. That was exactly what Sherman was thinking. Okay. Which leads us into today's presser. Right? Yeah. You know, Sherman was asked today at the presser. What's up with Eli? And Sherman wouldn't commit. Like the last two months, every time you asked him about it, and, and one time even Sherman says, what don't you get, guys? Eli's the starter, and Jones is getting ready, right? He even said that. Yep. Numerous times. I've been there every day. Numerous times Sherman had to clarify Eli's the starter. Today, he basically said, well, I don't know yet. We've got to discuss some things. Yeah, that's, he left that's it, a huge change, man. Right. He left it open. I don't think there's any doubt that they are discussing not playing Eli Manning and starting Daniel Jones Sunday. I think they're going to take, if they're going to go that way, they, they, they're going to take the whole off day tomorrow, prepare for the Buccaneers and also prepare for the media and Eli and everything. If he gets benched, Chris, if you had yes. to bet on that, who, how much would you bet that he starts this week or wouldn't you? I would say what? 60, 40 like that. Well, I mean, if you, if you had to, if you, Okay. Well, let's do that. Let's do the odds, Sherry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's do the odds. I would say right now, it's 60-40 Jones starts. I just, uh, the way Sherman answered that, Jerry. I, I think that's the, per- I, think, I think it's the perfect percentage because we're so, we're closer to him starting than Eli starting, but they just have to make the decision. And I think they have to clear it with, uh, you know, the guy who Mara? writes all the checks. Mara? I do. I think it has I to agree. be cleared with him. I agree. I think they all had a meeting tonight. It might be as we're speaking right now, bud. I hang on one second. So that kind of leads us into how much would you bet? Uh, good news, everybody. Uh, good, well, good news for us. 
Um, my bookie is continuing uh, their sponsorship with us. So uh, if you want to bet on Daniel Jones, you can probably do that. So guys, if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, when you're betting, oh, I'm sorry, where you're betting, is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. I would imagine you can do that the last two weeks with the Giants. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code GIANT to activate the offer. That's promo code G-I-A-N-T. I can't believe someone messaged us and said, hey, what's that promo code with MyBookie? I'm thinking, wow, you couldn't guess it. But anyway, good. thank you. Thank you for the, uh, the shout out. Uh, visit now. MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So there you have it, buddy. Very good, buddy. Um, so anyway. that, led, that led into that perfect, right? Yes, I, that's <laughs> why I said, how much would you bet? <laughs> okay, now, Jerry. Yeah. Here's this, you know, I put this out on Twitter this afternoon. You know, when obviously, when I, I've been around Sherman a lot, obviously, you know, I, I kind of get a read on him sometimes when he says things. Yep. I kind of got the feel today that he's thinking about going to Jones, yep. okay? Yeah. So I put it on Twitter this afternoon, Jerry. I know you're with me on this. Uh, at least I think, I think you're with me on this. And I said, as a matter of fact, I pretty much know you. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to start in week one, Chris. But I put I put it on Twitter. Why not Jones? Yeah. And this is why. Now, right away, <laughs> right away, some people are like it's right. not Eli's fault. Right. Now, if you read the whole tweet, I said this isn't Eli's fault. This isn't all Eli's fault. But here's the thing, Jerry. Why not Daniel Jones? It, it makes. We're sense. not going to the playoffs, but we're not a playoff defense. Okay. This isn't going to be a playoff year. Why delay the inevitable, right? Right. Start Jones now. Uh, we, you know, Eli's playing all right. Not bad. Not great, right? Um, put the kid Jones in there. Play him the rest of the year. All right? You have plenty of experience. You're going to have a high draft pick. It looks like the way we're going. Um, you try to, you're going to have a lot of money to sign another defensive guy. Try to get some impact guys into the draft, guys developing, free agency, whatever it might be. You see what the Packers are doing, right? They drafted a couple uh, – they free agency, couple. they signed a couple of impact guys, really making a difference. So let's see what happens, right? Um, and you shoot for 2020. So the point being, it's not like the Giants are one and one right? Or, 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 Jerry, they lost two close games where you say, okay, this team could win three in a row, maybe two in a row, whatever yeah. it might be, right? They've been wiped – they've been basically wiped out twice, okay? Um, one was a little close, and then the Bills were right down the field. So please, okay? Um, why not now? Why? I mean, just get the kid Jones in and out. We're not going to the playoffs. The offense needs a little spark. Maybe the kid could give it to them. It's not all Eli's fault, but he is a number six overall pick. He is the future. Just make the change now. Let him get the experience against Tampa Bay, the following week against Washington, Minnesota, and all that. He's going to have to play these teams, you know, tough defenses down the road. You might as well start it Sunday against Todd Bowles and Tampa Bay. Do you agree with that, Jerry? I mean, uh, One billion percent. I, I, infinity. The highest number, I agree with it. You know, we called this earlier in the year, and we looked at the schedule. What, what did I say about the Buffalo game, right, buddy? Right, right. We said, look, after four games, if they're not two and two, 
it's going to happen, right? Now, if one of those losses is Buffalo and Josh Allen comes in and runs around and make makes plays like he did yesterday, then the, the, the cry for Jones is going to be greater. And that's exactly what happened. He's, you know, look, Eli is 116 and 116 in the regular season. He, I think he's eight and four in the playoffs or eight and five, whatever. Let's, let's, let's have him, let's have him have an above 500 record for his career. I, I, I can't watch him struggle anymore. Like I am sick of it. I'm just tired of it. And get the giants wasted the last four to five years of his career. Yeah. That, that is, that is unquestionable, unmistakable. But right now, he's a quarterback with declining skills, guys. And if you want to and, come at me on Twitter, Twitter, yeah. come at me. But that is the reality of it. He, he doesn't. I, I know we said he looked strong in training camp. For whatever reason, he's not. Oh, uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, buddy. Go ahead. No, I just, you know, a couple balls he threw yesterday. I thought they were end over end. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry. It's just time to move on. Like you said, Chris, it's not all his fault. But he's nope. not. He's not doing anything to help us win right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I feel for Eli in a lot of ways, Jerry, and I'll tell you why. Um, he hasn't had an offensive line thanks to that buffoon Jerry Reese since right. probably 2011, right? Right. right. Um, and this year, these guys are giving up, I think, one sack in two games. Yep. Um, not many hurries, a couple of hits, and Eli receivers go down. Odell yep. gets traded. Yep. Right? Uh, Sh- you know, Shep is gone for this yesterday's game. Um, Golden Tate gets suspended. Yep. Uh, so even when Eli gets an offensive line, which he let's face it, Jeff, he hasn't had an offensive line in years. This no, is probably right. the best. This is the best one he's had since who knows when, right? Right. They I'd say, I'd say two thousand. I'd say since probably two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Right. They've given him time, and now he has nobody really to separate. Right. So you got to feel for Eli in a lot of ways. Um, I've mentioned it before. I, I felt the prime of his career has been ruined by Jerry Reese and the offensive lines they built in front of him. Okay, he's not a scrambling guy. He's not going to create on a move. We all know that. He's the type of guy that has to sit in the pocket, get a little time, and he can wing it all over the place years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, now, this year, like I said, he's got a little time, and he's just has not a receivers are gone, right? Yeah, right. So you got to feel for the dude, but the future is Daniel Jones, and why not start it yeah, and now, I also, Jerry? I also feel like it's going to light a spark. I really do. I just feel like the – no fault of Eli that the organization has been losing for so long, but unfortunately now, Chris, I just think he's part of that, right? And mm-hmm. it's, you know, every week it's, well, we're going to get better. We're, we're working on to get better. And it, I just, if for nothing else, like, let's just see a spark. Let's see something new with this team. And if Daniel Jones isn't the answer, then he's not the answer, okay? That, that is what it is. But I, I just want to see a different guy under center finally. It, and look, man, like you said, a lot of respect for Eli. Thank you for everything you've done. But uh, it's just time to move on, man. It just is. Every- Father time is undefeated, buddy. And and it is what it is. Play Daniel Jones and let's see what we got with the kid. And like you said, it doesn't make much sense for him to sit on the on the bench. Yeah. yeah. He seems to be picking up everything. He's, he's answered, the, answered the bell every time with everything else. So let's get him in live action. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Listen, Jerry, do I feel Eli still has some ball left in him? Yeah, sure I do. You know, I do. I'm not going to blame him. I, I actually hope he goes somewhere else and can win. I would be happy for him if the yeah. steel and that won't happen. But if the Steelers or the Saints came calling, I, go good luck, go get him, yeah. kid. I don't care. Yeah, because yeah, Eli still got some ball in him. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going to say he doesn't. I'm not going to be a buffoon and say, oh, he's done. You know, he, he can't throw a ball twenty. He still got some ball in him. But 
the Giants drafted a future, and why not get him in now, Jerry? So you could see what the excuse me, see what this kid could do the last thirteen games, whatever it might be, or maybe even fourteen games, depending on what Sherman calls with this week, right? Yeah, and and, and look, um, man, you just want a quarterback that's going to extend plays, right? And that's that's the NFL right now. That's what you see. And I don't, I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy. I just think he's, I think he's. <laughs> my lab just came in here. That's so funny. <laughs> my chocolate lab just came in here. Um, Carson Wentz, you know he. I don't like him as that much as a quarterback. I think he's very injury prone. He's a little erratic. I think the the perfect scenario was Nick Foles coming in and winning. But last night he threw a ball parallel to the earth. Like you just, unfortunately it's just a young man's game and I, I you need a guy that's going to extend plays. And that's the NFL now, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. That's what, that's what it is now. So. And I think Sherman wants to do a lot of different things, Sherry, that he can't with Eli. Right. You know? Yep. And I think Sherman is going to people as we speak right now saying, guys, you got to remember something, Jerry. This is his resume. This is his career. The more his losses pile up, the worse it is for him, man. Yeah, right. I mean, his, his, his record now is abysmal. He's got a losing record coming in. 29%. Right. Oh. You know? So you got to be like that Parcells mentality, Jerry, where you said before, uh, or you told me, I don't remember now, when you said, you know what? If I'm going to go down, I'm going down swinging my way like Parcells did in 84. Right. Yep. Right. If I'm going to go down, I'm going down my way. Like you said, like, you know, like Sherman's a very nice guy and stuff, but he is. He's generally a nice guy, but he's got to go down. He's got to go. If this is what he wants, Jerry, if this is what he wants 100%, he's got to go to Gettleman. He's got to go to Marion and go, guys, this is what I want. You know, yeah. I'm losing games. I want to do different things with this offense. I want this kid Jones in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, look, we they tried this two years ago. We talked about this. We tried this two years with, ago with McAdoo. McAdoo had no credibility, right? Shermer is losing credibility quickly. Mm-hmm. So you want to make this change when, when you still can. And the, the issue with McAdoo, what he did wrong, was he blamed Eli for everything, which was stupid. And mm-hmm. he went to Geno Smith. I still say if he went to Davis Webb, only because we didn't know what Davis Webb was yet. That right. it would have been received a little better than it was with G- the fact that he went to Geno Smith was just so right. stupid because he dug his own grave and then he he blamed an icon a Derek Jeter like icon in New York for the loss for the losses and that's right. what that's what did him in aside from the locker room imploding but that was the final straw when he so, started Geno Smith so I'm just saying Shermer yeah. has to make this move sooner before he loses all credibility right and I you know what's going on right if say they are going to make the move this week you know yeah. what's going on. Him, Mara, get them, and they're all together, and they're all thinking, and they're all discussing about how they're going to go about. They don't want another McAdoo mistake, right? <laughs> right. But I think the fan base is more willing this year, this time. Yes, yes, and, and and you know, listen, it's all about the way you explain yourself. McAdoo couldn't do it; he was a buffoon. He couldn't explain himself. Chris, right? imagine if he says, "We're starting a new quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, Alex Tanny." <laughs> right? Yeah, imagine that. So, <laughs> yeah, so Sherman's got to come out if this is the the way they're going for the Tampa gate uh, game. So Sherman's got to come out and you know what they're doing. They're in, they're in uh, public relations mode right now. They got to come out and say, Hey, this isn't Eli's fault. Yeah. This has nothing to do with Eli. Yeah. We just, we want to go in another direction. We want to see, you know, we want to see if this could, you know, maybe spark a part of the offense and all that crap. They're not going to show like McAdoo basically blamed Eli and said, hey, we're going to go Geno Smith, who was a total buffoon. No. Right. Sherman, is going to make it seem like Eli played like Dan Marino the first two games, but we're just going to go in another direction. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, because what does that do? That doesn't, you know, that doesn't piss off the whole fan base. Where, like you said, Jerry, 
McAdoo kind of blamed Eli and then went with Geno Smith. And people were like, Geno Smith? Well, Are you out of your mind? I remember, I'll never forget the, the presser, the Monday night game, this mm-hmm. week two in 2017, when they asked uh, McAdoo about uh, Eli letting the clock run down to zero. They said, what happened there? He said, we need better quarterback play. And everybody was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, is this your, okay, you want to blame Eli? Eli's done that a lot, but is this your offense or is this Eli? And then all mm-hmm. season, it just seemed like he, Eli was right. very uncomfortable with McAdoo and and that did him in, you know, that, yeah. that was it. Yeah, well, you know, Eli would never do that to a right. coach or that's, a that's the thing, you're teammate. doing it to a guy who would never do that to you. Right. right, and McAdoo, by the way, was right. I mean, how many times does Eli have a delay game call? He's 15 years in the league. He's got delay game calls up the, up the you-know-what. Yeah. But the way McAdoo did it was wrong. Right, yep. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, how many times, come on, folks, Jerry, how many times during the course of a game he's had a delay game call, and you're like, Eli, how many years you got in this Or league? at least called timeout with one second to go, right. and you just on, thought, oh, okay, I couldn't get Come the play It's in. happened nice. numerous nice. times. Nice, so what McAdoo did is that he called him out for it, and he did it the wrong way. And a, okay? buf- and a complete buffoon called him out. That was it, too. It wasn't, and it was a buffoon with a slip back or uh, Parcells right. or anybody else you right. can think of. It was Sean a buffoon. Payton. Yeah, it was a guy who decided to slick his hair back after one year. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a good look, okay? Yep. Um, but we'll see which way they're leaning. Uh, I'll be there Wednesday tomorrow. You, of course, you know tomorrow is everybody's day off except for coaches. The players' day off, right? Um, and we'll see what Wednesday brings us, Jerry. Um, it's going to be a very interesting presser, practice, and all that. Um, we'll see if Sherman and the organization is going to make the move. Eli was asked about it about fifty-seven times today. Yeah. Uh, Eli, uh, you know, uh, you hear what Sherman said? It's like high school. It's like high school. You know, yeah. you hear what Sherman said? Yeah. He said that you, he said you're cheating on the math test. You know, they kept asking him like, you know, did you hear? He said that, what do you think? You're going to get, you know, you're going to get benched. You, you, think, you know, Sherman left the dome. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Poor Eli. Dude, I feel for the guy, man, that he stands in front of his locker. Uh, uh, he's a giant icon, right, Jerry? Yeah. Mount he's, Ru- he's a Mount Rushmore guy. He's a ring of honor. He's a Mount Rushmore and a Giants guy, two-time Super Bowl champion. And he has to stand there and answer question after question about if he's going to sit. What do you think where Sherman meant it? Do you know what time Sherman went to the bathroom this morning? Do you think if you went to the bathroom at 11 o'clock, that means you're getting benched? Yeah. I mean, and he just keeps answering. Oh, no, I got to keep working hard. So how Eli does it, Jerry, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, and I look, I, I don't want to see him get embarrassed more. I, I just, I, th- that's part of it as well. I just want it over. I just, the memories we have of Eli are going to be the memories. The next time he gets introduced to MetLife should be to the Ring of Honor in a year uh, or at mm-hmm. the end of the, I don't care if you do it at the end of the season, whatever. You want to break yeah. the mold and do it week 17. What do I care? Uh, but, mm-hmm. but this is it. And, you know, I, I wanted to go back to, um, to Shermer. I mean, there's really, I mean, nothing else to discuss on the offense. Uh, the, the receivers are shot right now. Um, but, you know, Shermer's play calling is on the yeah, question. No, yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. Like, like Pat Shermer, right, Chris? Like, we, we talked about the play calling, but y- you see a guy, and look, you don't want a Monday morning quarterback, all of this, but Gettleman brings in a guy who says he's the adult in the room. Fine. He's got a 9-23 and 23 record with the Browns. We all bought into, well, that was the Browns. I can't believe he won nine games, let mm-hmm. alone four, right? Right, right. Now you have him. He's making very strange decisions on the sidelines. It seems like he's, he's not sure of himself. And, you know, Christ, I mean, you, you ask him a question about Hamilton, and Baker plays the whole game, and he doesn't replace him. And it's like, I'm not saying that he did that because of you, but it's like he just seems to be so reactionary. Like, mm-hmm. Where is his standing right now, do you think, in the organization? And I, and I know that 
it's it's week going to be week three of his second year. So where do you, where is he right now in the organization? Um, Daniel Jones. He's, That's where he is. He's tied to him, right? He's tied to Daniel Jones. Yeah. And if Jones doesn't progress, um, he'll be gone. Yep. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna keep him here because of Daniel Jones. I'm sure Sherman wants to do a lot of more, a lot different things on the offense with Jones. You understand what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah. That he can't do with Eli. Um, so they're going to give him the rest of the year with Jones. They're going to see how this plays out. All right. Um, he's not going to lose a locker room, but he's well liked in a locker room. So I cannot envision him losing a locker room, which is always the first sign of a coach going to get launched. Now, right? now, I, now I got another question for you. This one's a little uh-huh. out there, but I want to, I want to ask you. Yeah. All right. Daniel Jones comes in week three or four, say. He's going to come in the next two weeks, I think, unless Eli throws for 400 this week, if he plays. But he's going to come in this week or next week, probably. Say he plays, you know, 13, 14 games, and he looks nothing like we thought he would, right, based on the preseason. The Giants are picking then. At that point, the Giants are picking one, two, or three. And I know this is insane, but I'm going to ask. You got Fromm, you got Tua, and you got Herbert. Is it even a question next year or is it just, nah, it's Daniel Jones? Because if, if Daniel Jones is not, and I don't want to get ahead, but you know what? Let's, what the hell? I'll ask the question. If Daniel Jones doesn't do well, and then you have the ownership questioning Shermer and Gettleman and say they bring in a new guy for Shermer to replace Shermer. And he comes in and says, I'm not coaching Daniel Jones. Like, do, it, it, are we in a Josh Rosen type of situation or and well, Kyler Murray? Well, I was just going to say it happened this year, Jerry, with, with Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. I mean, I hope he it doesn't. I, I mean, I don't want to get I'm rooting he, for Daniel he, Jones, but wow. No, no, but it, it's a fair – listen, that's a fair question. Now, your scenario is that Sherman gets fired, right? Right. And then a new coach comes in, say it's an offensive-minded coach, and he says, nah, you know, I saw this Jones kid, and I know him and do – and you know what? I want from. Right. You know? Yeah. Um. Unless Jones looks really good, I mean, if you, obviously you're going by that Jones doesn't look too good in the game. Yeah, and I, look, I, I think Shermer's back right. another year. I think Jones, like we said, I wrote it yesterday. Jones is 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 Shermer's get out of jail free card, and and he will Absolutely. survive if he plays him. Jones will probably look better than Eli, and that'll mm-hmm. save him. But if the scenario was it just falls up completely apart and Shermer's fired, that's just an interesting scenario to me, man. It's an interesting scenario because you just saw it happen. Arizona spent what a tenth pick on Josh Rosen. Yeah. And uh, guess or, what? Yeah, 10th or 11th, something like that. 10th or 11th, whatever it was. And, and guess what? They went into another direction. Yeah. And Klingsb- I understand he knew Kyler Murray and all that. But the point being is that they went into another direction with that new head coach, right? Yeah. Yep. So if a new head coach, say, say, say that scenario plays out a little bit, right? Yeah. And this is just a scenario. Yeah, part, guys. Right? I, I'm, I listen. We're not I, saying I, this I is going to happen. buying Daniel Jones a uh, house of hoodies for my kids. So to- <laughs> right. Yeah. No, nobody's saying this is going to happen. It's just, just, just a scenario where Jones doesn't look good in, in, in the games he plays. And a new whiz kid gets hired, right? Right. You know, like a Zach Taylor and a LaFleur and a Sean McVay. Or, or, or a coach from Alabama, say. Or, you know, a college I'm just, guy. Who knows? Right. You get a whiz kid in there, offensive mind. He's 39 years old. I'm just, I don't even know of a guy offhand right now. But he comes in and tells John Mara, right. well, okay, I'll take the job, Mr. Mara, but I'm going with one of these three guys. Right. I like them better yeah. than your guy. You know? It's not that far-fetched. <laughs> it's, after when you saw what happened with Clingsbury and Kyler Murray, it's not far, far, far-fetched, right? Yeah. yeah. But we're not hoping that. We're no. hoping Daniel Jones. No. And we are very positive about Daniel Jones right. being the future. 
We liked everything we've seen from this kid, right? Yeah. Yep. So, Jerry, I'm looking at it. Of course, the kid's going to struggle, right? We all know that. Look at the defense. He's got to play Dallas again. The Eagles with Jim Schwartz twice. The Patriots, that Belichick guy, he's pretty good. They haven't given up a point, I think, in about 15 games. You know, the whole <laughs> deal. You know, um, so he's going to struggle, Jerry. We know that. But you got to see how he struggles. You know, how's yeah. the progression? You know yeah. what I mean? And I fully expect this Jones kid, Jerry, to be very successful. What I mean by successful is that the kid looks like he belongs. Yeah. And I, I expect it to. Yeah, I do. That's, I, what I expect. I, that's why I wanted him so, to start week one. I'm just excited for this kid. Want him to right. do well. And yeah. I, I, like I said, when he takes off running, we're going to hold our breath because we don't want him to get hurt, but it's going to be exciting to see it happen. Like, wow, look, mobility, sweet, 15 yards, you know? So, Jerry, um, when you look at um, what was the game I put the other day, I said, this should be like the off. Oh, when you look at a Christian McCaffrey type scenario with Cam's in a shotgun and he's doing those zone reads of McCaffrey all the time. Of course, Cam really can't take off anymore, but the threat of Cam always, right? He could right. run, right? Right. And, you know, Sherma looks at that and you got to believe he's looking at this, Jerry, and saying, man, this could be like McCaffrey, the way he's used there could be the way I could use Saquon where the zone read would be so effective and could free up more things for Saquon, right? Yeah, it's almost like he can't, uh, like you said, he can't really run the offense that he wants to right now. Uh, you have to believe that Sherman wants to do more things, Jerry, with the offense. And now he has that young kid yep. who could do it with Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. And and you have to, if you know, you have to believe that maybe he's leaning towards that because he wants to do more things, um, you know, and he really can't with Eli. And so let's see what happens. I mean, so would it surprise me if Daniel Jones is playing Sunday? No, not after what the way I was with Sherman last night after the game and the way I saw him today at the presser. I would not surprise me if Jones plays, bud. Chris, is it, how is it to go to that event, you know, when they're home and just they always lose? Like, are you – Oh, man. I'm not trying to be funny, but like – I, look, I, I I joined the Giant Insider on a, a very on a very limited basis in 2013. I feel like some of this is my fault because since 2012, yeah. 13, we've stunk. Um, but you know, when you go to the game and you're covering it in the press box and they lose, it's just a crappy feeling. The locker room's awful. The press conferences, that, and I had it with I did it with Coughlin uh, a bunch of times, and it was just a miserable experience. He was a mm-hmm. miserable person, especially when they lost. You know, you go there, it's like, what's it like? I mean, are, are you... Is it's a very it? down feeling. Yeah, it sucks. You know, I mean, Sherman doesn't make it miserable for you, you right, know? Right, He doesn't make it miserable. He's not a miserable guy. He's not an angry... Like, Coughlin was always a miserable guy, you know? Yeah, especially with uh, the media. Right. Uh, by the way, King uh, King Discipline, uh, Jalen Ramsey wants out. I know, I, I saw that. Doug, Marone, Doug Marone's fist fighting with Ramsey on the side. What a bad look for that organization, okay? I forget about that. Just want to put that, you know, I know Coughlin's in charge. Yeah. And he prides himself on being the most disciplined guy in the world, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a that listen, Jerry. Sherman doesn't make it miserable for you when you ask some questions because he's generally a nice guy. But you go in the locker room and the players are down. Who's pissed? Like Janoris was pissed last yesterday, you yeah. know. Um, who doesn't really want to talk? Who's forced to talk? You know, it's just it's a different it's not a good it's not a good um it's not a good feeling, but, you know, you're going there and it's, you know, the culture in this organization right now, Jerry, you know, it's like they kind of, ex- I hate to say expect to lose, but it's like, it's not really a shock now. You know what I mean, Jerry? Oh, no, I believe that. I, I, that's the, that's part of the problem. And, and that's yeah. why I, I do think an infusion of a Daniel Jones will help greatly. 
it just you need a new vibe. You just do. But this yeah. isn't like Eli worked when you had a, a defense like led by Strahan, Tuck, Humanure, and even after Strahan, it was a a pass rushing defense. It was an identity that the Giants and, yeah. and Eli was steady on offense and he he controlled it. It's a different. This is a different team now. It's completely different, and you got to get away from expecting to lose. And that's the one thing I, that, that concerns the hell out of me with Shermer. Like, I don't, I don't want to see a Coughlin lunacy, but I want to see a little fire and brimstone. Like, I want to see him yelling at his coaches yeah. here and there, and in the press yeah. conference, like, "Well, we lost again." Like, oh, come on, Pat. Like, you know, don't throw your players under the bus, but just say why you lost. Like, guys. We have to cover people downfield, and right. it's, that's the frustrating part. Of He's it. not that tight, Jerry. Yeah, I know. But I like to see him pick up a chair and wing it at somebody's head in a locker room. Yeah, I'll, you know, I like to see him. I like to see him Betchers. screaming at. <laughs> I like to see him screaming at Betcha. I like to see him screaming at somebody on the sideline. Yeah, not not just the refs all the time, right? Yeah, especially when it's not justified. I mean, you know. <laughs> and then you the, know, uh, did he, what did he do yesterday? Did he make a? He challenged a, a, a non-challengeable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know you texted me during the game. It was a bad call. Was the ref? What happened was the ref pointed at Josh Allen to yeah. tell everybody forward progress. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the whistle comes out afterwards, Jerry. You understand what I'm saying? Yep, yep. He's there yelling, "It's over! It's over!" He's telling everybody it's over. Then he blows the whistle. I understand because you know a lot of times I miss stuff up in the booth. But I know you text me, "Hey, Chris, they knocked it out before the whistle." And yeah, they definitely did, Jerry. But the thing was that the ref was yelling at the huddle at the play. It's over. Yeah. So he told Sherman, no, 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 no. Forward progress. You can't challenge that. And once again, I have to be honest with you, dude, the challenge flag came out. We were all up in the booth going, what's he challenging? The refs already said it was forward progress. You know? Yeah. Not a good look, Jerry. Not a good look. No, it's a terrible look. Um, Normally we name buffoons of the week. Do you have one this week? Uh, no, I really don't, but all right, I really don't. Go ahead, man. You got one? Yeah, you can run with it. Run with it. I don't. I don't have a buffoon. I have a. I have a plea for Pat Shermer. And I, I heard him on Francesa earlier, and, and Francesa really let him have it. Speaking and, of buffoons, yeah, and it's it's hard to listen to, but Francesa made a lot of valid points, unfortunately, and said, "Look, you're you're a bad team right now," and he's pointing to, um, you know, making the switch to Jones. You left it open. Blah blah blah, and. You know, afterwards, of course, he said he shouldn't have done that. He should be uh, he should be uh, basically definitive in, in his answers. And I think Pat Shermer wants to make the change, but has to basically I don't want to say get permission, but really get permission. He wants to run it by the whole organization. You're taking out Eli Manning. So I think he's in a tough spot there. My message to Pat Shermer, Pat, is, is what Chris said before. Right. You know, go down swinging, go down doing what you want to do. The Parcells of 84 is the best analogy. In 83, mm-hmm. he, he, he played Scott Bruner and he did everything what he thought was supposed to be the Giants head coach. In 84, he said, screw it. I'm getting rid of all these guys. We're going to draft it. They brought in 23 new players. He started Phil Sims and went from there. Pat Shermer, look, if, if you want to play Daniel Jones, then you play Daniel Jones. Go down with your guys. Um, you know, go after, go after your coordinators if they're... If, if you see guys running free in the secondary, like be a leader. Giant fans are are dying to see you lead. And I, look, Pat Shermer's not listening, but you know maybe this house somehow gets to him. Like we don't want to see someone who just looks defeated on the sidelines and then in the press conference looks defeated. We want to see a little fire from you. Giant fans will will be okay with a five and eleven season if they think you're heading in the right direction. But right now, with the stupid challenges that you have and the lack of accountability that seems to be on this team, 
Why? They're, they're already talking about replacing you with someone else. This is your last coaching job, Pat. I hate to tell this, I hate to break this to you, but if you do well or if you do crappy, this is it. You're not going to get rehired again. If you do well, you're going to stay here. If you don't win, this is all she wrote, buddy. So I just wish this guy would go down with the way he wants to go down, put in Daniel Jones if he wants to put in Daniel Jones, hold your, your coordinators accountable, lose with the rookies. You, if you lose with the rookies, you buy yourself more time. Stop losing with the same old, same old. So that's my rant for the week, man. I just, I can't, I don't have a buffoon. I just, I'm begging Pat Shermer to be a head coach and a leader. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one, dude. It's a good one. I, I understand what you're saying. You, you're basically saying that you think Sherman has a lot more fire to him and a lot more leadership. And, dude, you better do it before you're going to be out of a job. Yeah, because right? I'm sure he's different behind closed doors. I mean, I, I saw him at a practice once where two guys, where Eli Apple and Engram were fighting, and he brought the entire team to the center of the field to, to lambaste yeah. him. That's what you want to see. I was like, wow, that's a leader right there. That's the guy I would play for. But this, this yeah. ho-hum, oh, well, here we go again, crap on the sidelines. And then even in the press conference, it's like, ah, oh, come on, man. Stop, yeah. stop accepting losing. Well, not that he accepts it. He's just that he just has a very blase way about it, right? Right, right. Um, see, what I would have done yesterday, Jerry, as a head coach, now everybody talked about Saquon leading up to the Buffalo game. He didn't get touches. He didn't get touches. He didn't get touches, right? Yeah. So you know what he was going to do, right? He was going to run the ball up the, up the you-know-what with Saquon, right? Yep. And the Bills didn't stop it in the first year. What I would have done, Jerry, I would have came out winging the ball. I'll tell you why. And you say, what, Chris, are you losing your mind? No, because you know what? That's what Buffalo's expect. And don't get me wrong. They didn't stop in the first year. I understand that. Yeah. But what the point I'm making is, like, Pat, don't listen to the outside noise. I, sometimes I get the feeling he's listening to the outside. He did it last year with Saquon after the Eagle game, remember? Everybody was complaining about the touch. The next game, he gave it to him up the block, yeah, remember? Yeah, he, he goes the complete opposite. <laughs> right. Like, if you would have came out winging the ball all over a lot, Buffalo would have been like, what? Maybe you could have got some huge chunks out of it because you know McDermott and Leslie Frazier were, were totally expecting Saquon to get the ball the first six, seven times, and he did. And don't get me wrong. They didn't stop it. They still executed, Right. And yeah. then, they, then, they, then they stacked like eight guys after that, and that was the end of that, right? Yeah. Um, but the point, only point I'm making is, you know what? What if you would have came out and said, you know what? Everybody thinks I'm going to do this. Let me do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. You can't have DeAndre Bakers. You got young kids that are very fragile in this league. They're, you know, they're not used to getting toasted. They just came from the University of Georgia where he wasn't beat for a touchdown in two years. He comes over here. He's giving up huge chunks to receivers. You got to you got to be an in-game manager. You got to say get this kid out of the game for a couple of series. I've seen it happen to all pros, Jerry. Yep. Where they get, you know what? Get him out. He needs a blow. He needs to rethink. He needs to regroup. Yeah, and, and cornerback's one of those positions where if you lose confidence and you don't get it back, you you're done. You have right. to have confidence. You're screwed. So what So what does our coaching staff do? They keep him in there. Yep. Let him take his lumps. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's basically what he was saying. Well, he's a rookie. He's going to learn. No, no, that's not the point. The point is never to play him again. No, nobody's saying that. Matter of fact, get him in there after a series or two. Get him back in there. He's a number one pick. I understand that. But you can't let this kid, you can't leave this kid on an island to get embarrassed play after play. How do you do that to the young man? Yeah, and, and, a, and, a, and not only, it's not like he's, you know, playing man the whole time. It's in a complicated system where he doesn't know what he's even doing. Jerry, what I'm saying, yeah. what I'm saying, I agree. What I'm yeah. saying is, it's not like he's getting beat one on one, and that's that. No, <laughs> it's 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 beyond that. It's he's in a system where he doesn't know even what he's doing yet, and he's getting beat. Yeah. And, and at what point do you say 
you're giving him guys 10-yard cushions, 12-yard cushions. At what point do you say, you know what, he's getting beat like this up to right. You know what, DeAndre, we're going to put you in man press. I don't give a sh- I don't give a you-know-what if you give up two 40-yard plays in a row. We're going to go down with you playing in man press. And that was the thing I said yesterday. Like, before you tweeted, I'm like, there's no burners on the Bills. Like, Cole Beasley's not a burner. Why is DeAndre Baker so far off? It's, By the way, speaking of guys in the secondary, Jerry, yeah, I mean, it, it, the guy who's playing the best by far, in a way, in the secondary is Grant Haley, by far and away. It's yeah. not even close. Yeah. Um, so, you got Ballantyne on the bench. You got Julian Love, who he refused to play. Okay, he struggled the preseason a little so bit. That, so let's never play him, right? <laughs> so we're going to activate him and, uh, what, not play him a snap? Is that the way it works? Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's strictly – so let me get this straight, Jerry. He played basically corner in Notre Dame. And so he's basically now just a safety here in the Giants. And, and that's what I don't understand. You like, see what I'm talking Curtis about? Curtis Riley su- sucked last year and played, like, every down. Julian Love struggles. Okay, he can't go in. Wait a minute. Why not? Let's give let him me a ask- shot. But, Jerry, let me ask you this. Did Corey Ballantyne struggle in the preseason? No, exactly. Did I- he look like a kid that could definitely play snaps in a, in a game? Look like he could play today. Like, you're trying to tell me that you don't give DeAndre Baker a blow, let this kid regroup. This kid's, his kid's head is down. He's swimming. His head's swimming. Yeah. Uh, so you don't get Corey Ballantyne in there? I say, Corey, get in there. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and you see people on Twitter, well, well, what do you think? You know, if the coaches thought he was better, he'd be better. That's not what we're saying. Try to focus, everybody. Try to focus. I know everybody's out there who can't wait to jump in with their two cents crap. Try to focus. Nobody's saying sit down, DeAndre Baker down for the rest of the year for Corey Ballantyne. The point being is you got to get the kid out of there. He's struggling. Get Ballantyne in for a few series. Get Julian Love in for a few series. Could they do any worse? Right. You're hurting Baker. It's psychological too. You got to let the kid get on the sideline. Let him get over there with Betcha. Let him get over there with Everett Withers. Regroup. Then get him back in there, Jerry. Nobody's saying don't get the number one pick back in there. But you can't play him 65 snaps and the kid's getting lit up every play. You're embarrassing the kid. One, one more thing. Oh, give me a break. That's a good point. One more thing. Give me a friggin' break. They yeah. played Ryan Connolly yesterday, which I was happy, ecstatic about, and they got to keep him in. Tay Davis played, and you you tweeted yeah. this. Tay Davis played. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Like, Okay. I'm not like again. It's kind of like it's all or nothing. Well, but we got Connolly in, so we don't play Tay Davis. And I'm not saying Tay Davis is gonna do. He's not gonna be Carl Banks, but can he come in for a play? Like, why is it all or nothing with this coaching staff? Why is it you're gonna play every down or you're gonna play none, and that's it? There's nothing in the middle. <laughs> Jerry, you remember what I? I've said this a few times to you, maybe off the podcast. I said there's been very questionable personnel decisions with these guys. Oh yeah, right. You know I've said that, Jerry. Yep. The one I had a problem with last year in camp wasn't so much Derek Kennard because he was a free agent, and, and I don't blame the Giants for not oh, giving that money. Uh, although he's, you know, where I'm going with this, right? Oh yeah. Romeo Quara was a guy. Is that is that is that you? Are you right? You know what? Hundred percent. Okay, Romeo Quara was a guy I thought was coming on in the system at the end of the camp last year. They cut him, and I, you remember me saying this? I didn't quite get that cut, right? Yep, that makes sense. He was, cheap. and he's playing really well with the Lions. Yeah. I look sometimes. I am baffled, Jerry. Like you just said, you play Eric Riley every. The only time Eric Curtis, Riley Curtis came Riley, out, Curtis Riley. Uh, uh, do you believe I did that again, you, you Jerry? Always do it. It's so funny. 
You, the only time Curtis Riley came out of a game last year was when he whiffed on that tackle in the last game of the year, and Sherman finally got pissed off and yanked him out. Remember? Yep, against Dallas. So I, I don't get it. Like, if if Curtis Riley's playing every snap, I mean, how do you, I just don't get some of the personnel decisions in, in game. My 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 main problem, Jerry. In game. I don't get the in game personnel decisions and play calling that this coaching is doing bud and it's a problem it's a problem i'm gonna leave it off at that i think that's a good place to leave it buddy we're a little over an hour uh great job is there anything else that you want to add to this um no uh, listen uh we, we will ba- be back on a podcast thursday and we might have a new quarterback yeah and by the way uh, we will do uh twitter questions we'll preview the bucks and we will do our picks which we are now tied my friend Oh, are we, bud? Uh, you, you were two fall. ahead, and the four we did different were the Seahawks game, the Packers, the Titans, and Falcons. I got three of those four. You got one. Okay. So there, so you, there go. you go. You're proud of yourself. You tied it up. I had to bring it up. Yeah. So. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Usually bring it up on Thursday, but I was so excited to get some right. So. You're the, you're the man. See, after two weeks, you're back right there. So now we're tied again, baby. Did um, you have the Eagles last night? Oh, you had the no, Falcons? No, I had the Falcons. Oh, okay. I had the yeah, Eagles, That right? was a heart. Yeah. That was out of heart. Like, I just wanted them to win. So. Gotcha. All right, Giant fans, we printed last night. It is out on newsstands. To get a copy or subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. For a digital subscription, go to magzer.com, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download The Giant Insider app from the App Store. Um, Anything else, pal? You good? No, I'll see you Thursday, and we'll talk about what's going on for Sunday, Tampa Bay. Try to get the first win of the year here. All right, guys, remember. Yes. Oh, yep. By the way. Yep. You know, I always talk about coaching. Yes. Check out Tampa Bay's first two games on defense. And don't tell me Todd Bowles isn't making a difference over there. Some guys are just coordinators. I'm hoping Thank we you, don't my have, friend. I'm hoping we don't have one of those. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, I'm guys. sorry to interrupt you, Jerry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.